Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You want to support Roller Martin Unfiltered? Be sure to join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar that you give to us supports our daily digital show. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. as Roller Martin Unfiltered. By going to RollerMartinUnfiltered.com, you can make this possible. Um, let's talk about this here. So uh, I saw this clip on social media. Uh, and it was, uh, so LeBron James has this barbershop show on HBO. Okay, part of his media company, Uninterrupted. And so there was a conversation with Lil Nas X, Kevin Hart, and others about Lil Nas X coming out as gay. Roll a clip. And with all that early success, you felt it was important to make a, an announcement recently. He said he was gay, so what? Yeah, what's the point? So why, uh, why did he feel that was necessary? about who cares? That's actually my question. Why do you feel it was necessary to come out and say that? It's not that like it's like being forced. It's just like knowing like growing up, like. I'm grown, I'm growing up to hate this shit. I'm not supposed to Grown ever to hate like what? this. Hate what? hate what? Homosexuality, gay Why? people. Come on now. Why are you going to If you're really it? from the hood, you know. You like, you know, like, it's it's, it's not some. So it's like, if for me, the, the cool dude with the song on top of everything to say this, any other time, like, I'm doing this for attention in my eyes. But if you're doing this, like, while you're at the top, you know it's like, for real. 
And it's like showing like it doesn't really like matter, I guess. Exactly, it doesn't. There it is. Now, allow me to deconstruct this. And so, there was this huge backlash on social media of people saying, oh, that's the stuff that happens in black barbershops, uh, uh, you know, homophobic, uh, sexist, all they talk about is women uh, and, and stuff along those lines. And they were trashing. Uh, I can't believe Kevin Hart said that. Okay, the point <laughs> of the show is to have conversations that we don't have. See, it's, it's a little idiotic to say, I'ma trash the people, I'ma trash, like, uh, I'ma I'm trash heart, I'ma trash the other guys who said, uh, well, so what? Why'd you come out? Them saying that is what leads to Lil Nas X explaining why he did it. Mm -hmm. See, if everybody in the barbershop goes, oh, man, that's so brave of you, that ain't real. Because the, in real life, we have real conversations. Right. See, what has also happened in this society is we have created this whole notion of black men as these wild, dangerous, dangerous, angry, sadistic, crazy, outlandish individuals as if beauty shops ain't talking about lesbians. <laughs> How about that? See, we have created this dichotomy of black women of being so knowledgeable and accepting and loving and open and black men as being haters and closed-minded when the reality is you got black men who don't like gay people, you got black women who don't like gay people, and then you got people who say... Let's actually have dialogue. Right. For a lot of folks out there who don't even understand, I've been in black barbershops. I've been in the barbershop where one cat said some bullshit <laughs> and got checked by somebody else. Every time. And then somebody said, oh, damn, I didn't even know that. Come on, brother. Then you got the cat who think he knows what he's talking about, <laughs> but he ain't Google a damn thing That's and right. ain't read nothing. That's right. But then he gets checked by the knowledgeable brother in the barbershop who does know stuff. Then you got the person in the barbershop who they think know a lot of stuff until somebody who actually has read some shit comes to the barbershop <laughs> yes. to get a haircut. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See, I've been in that position. We all Well, are. you sitting there, Greg. You know, you sitting there. Come on, And then bro. all of a sudden, somebody sitting there talking, and you like, you know, well, I ain't really trying to Come bust on. his ass. Well, I'm not done. But everything he's sitting there, you got to wait, Julian. This is a deconstruction. I'll let you know when you get to talk. Okay? Thank you, Roland. It's a deconstruction. <laughs> so, what happens, y'all, is I've, I've oh. been there where they run their mouth, and you're like, I'm just trying to, I ain't trying to say no nothing. Because, see, I'm going to embarrass his ass no if question. I say something. No question. But then he keep talking, then you go ahead and embarrass him. You got to say something. <laughs> we also talk and say, say well, black men don't talk enough. That's what the hell they were doing. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay? They then said, then when Lil Nas said, come on, y'all from the hood, y'all know. You know what he was is. saying, y'all know what the real deal is. Yeah. Let's not trip because these cameras are here. Right. So why do we sit here and, and trash them for being them and having a real conversation? We know why Lil Nas X came out, and he's right. Because he said, I grew up and it was bad. Here I am, big star. I can help somebody else who's going through the mm -hmm. same situation. See, we all have understanding what we do. I had somebody ask me, and they said, somebody asked me, and they said, um, um, when, when Caitlyn uh, uh, had uh, her surgery, you talk about it? Nope. 
Hmm. I said, that's personal. Hmm. They ain't right. I said, I don't talk about personal stuff. Hmm. They're like, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, have you ever seen me talk about a celebrity who got married? Nope. Hmm. Have you ever seen me talk about a celebrity who got divorced? Nope. Have you ever seen me talk about a celebrity who dating somebody? Nope. You ever seen me talk about a celebrity who had a baby? Nope. You know why? Because I don't give a damn. There are so many entertainment shows out there. If that's what you want, go watch those. I don't have the time for that. So my deal is, it ain't because Caitlyn went from a man to a woman. It's not because somebody gay found like when Robin Roberts came out. Okay. <laughs> you do the story? No. Because that's your business. That's a standard that I have on the show because if I start talking about all celebrity stuff, hmm. mm. who's they dating, who they married to, who they now with, then guess what this becomes? A celebrity show. We have finite time and we talk about stuff that's not covered elsewhere. But again, that's my news judgment. Now, I would be wrong if I discuss celebrity stuff, but I ain't want to discuss stuff that's where somebody who's gay came out. It's like, hold up, why you got a different standard? The reason this pisses me off is because we have this society, and black folks are really doing this as well, but we are trashing black men who are trying to be more transparent and open and honest and having conversations. Because, see, if y'all really want to go there, you go to a black women's conference, oh, hell, they talking about all kind of stuff. They you? sitting here crying. I mean, they are wailing. Uh, and you name it. Wailing. But you go to a black wailing. male conference, <laughs> and you got most folks talking about sports plans, dominoes, taunt, uh, spades, bit whisk, because it's about games. Hmm. Because we promote this whole idea when black men get together or men get together, hmm. it's all fun and games. But women get together and they working on themselves, stuff along those lines. Hmm. If you don't like the honest and raw conversations that they have on this show, hmm. well, don't watch. Hmm. But it's wrong of us to get mad when somebody in an actual conversation says something and this, that's their particular point of view. Hmm. Remember a couple of years ago when Mark Cuban was on a panel and he talked about how he felt if a group of black men were dressed a certain way and they were approaching him, how he would respond. People got all upset. And I'm like, and I said it. Why y'all getting upset? Because that's Mark Cuban actually being honest. If Mark Cuban can't be honest about that conversation, then how can we actually break down walls? Mm -hmm. See, the problem I have is we have fake conversations. Mm. Oh, we have fake conversations. No we have fake conversations on television. We have fake conversations on radio. Or people sit here and they don't really want to be honest. And you sitting there going, you know you full of shit. <laughs> and you know you lying. Because what they're doing is they're playing to the audience because I don't want to come across as being a certain way. I believe the reason we have problems in our marriages, in our families, in our frats, in our sororities, in barbershops, in beauty salons, in groups, because we don't have real, raw conversations. My last point in this de deconstruction is why I feel this way is... I'm a, I'm a life member Alpha Phi Alpha, players at Texas A&M, Paul McCarn chapter. And we had brotherhoods. Hmm. So we had a reunion one year. And so we went to this clubhouse of one of the undergraduate brothers. Hmm. So we walked in, and the brother's like, all right, man, so we got food here, and so we got the music going on, we got stuff to drink. Uh, our girlfriends, the AKs, they coming by about 9.30, and then we go to a party. And we all like, 
Um, <laughs> we looked. At, the, the grad brothers went. Do they not know this is a brotherhood? <laughs> we were like, okay, turn the music off. Mm. Put the alcohol down. Mm. Call your girlfriends. Tell them they ain't invited. Call them AKs. Tell them they can't come over here. Mm. And these young brothers were like, what y'all doing? We said, we gonna teach y'all ass what a brotherhood is. Mm. See, a brotherhood, mm. what we call it, is not a time we get together and play games. Right. A brotherhood is where we get together, close the door, and we have brotherly conversations. We were having this one conversation where brothers were talking about black-on-black -black crime. We were talking about, oh, man, I couldn't kill another brother. Then we had one brother say, y'all all full of shit. He, like, well, he said, I will kill a man in a heartbeat. They were like, what? He said, I did when I was in Iraq. Mm -hmm. He said, one of us was going home in a body bag and it was not going to be me. Mm -hmm. He described killing a man, an Iraqi, with his bare hands. Mm. That totally changed our discussion mm. on killing somebody else. Because mm. we were talking about it in the abstract. He said, let's brought it for real. <laughs> in that brotherhood, we had brothers who gave their lives to Christ. We had brothers who talked about their marriages disintegrating, brothers who talked about sexual addiction. Y'all, we didn't leave that brotherhood till 7 a.m. Mm. Mm. What is my point? When black men get together and have real conversations, That's right. transformative things happen. The problem with the television show is you get to see it and now you want to comment on it. That's right. I would rather have brothers say what they said and then we talk about it than not have a conversation. That's right. So for those of you who got a problem with what you heard, check yourself. What you should be saying is, thank goodness there's a TV show owned by LeBron James, featuring black men, having discussions mm -hmm. that you ain't hearing other places, instead of you judging what somebody said in the conversation. That's right. My deconstruction on this ends. Now y'all can comment. I wrote, you know, Roland, I sent you a, a text. <laughs> you, you would be talking about, you would just jump out, be the first one, be talking yes, about black, black men, this conversation. Yes. Because Julian, I want to go black first. Men. Because go I ahead. love black men, I love my brothers, and I... Oh, I'm gonna mess with you, but go ahead. All right. You're always messing with me. What, what's new? But the point is this. One of the point. We don't wail at our conferences, by the yes, way. Yes, y'all do. No, we don't. Don't even front. We, First we, of all, we, my wife is a damn minister, and look, y'all... I've been to women's conferences, and y'all wail. I've heard... Matter of fact, hell, I was at the Chris Tucker golf tournament, well, and no, win. no, wait, no, <laughs> that was a women's conference taking place <laughs> at the same time this sister was wailing. Okay. No, 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 no. Let me real clear. Since you want to go there, y'all, she was wailing on her knees, on the ground. What nobody patting her on the back. She was in the corner. No, I ain't done. They were selling stuff. No, no, no. I'm letting her know. They were selling stuff. They were like, baby, go ahead and wail, do your thing. But she was wailing. All right. Now you can go ahead. You're going to tell me what I saw with my own eyes. You saw one sister wailing. They collectively wail. Guess what? They on YouTube, Facebook saying, yeah, we wail. Right. Go ahead. I didn't see that right. on my Facebook. But Somebody just text me. We do well. Okay, what did that say, Greg? It says, we do well. Yeah, I was well, too. Brothers be well, but too. No, but the point is, I, I was Not watching... Not enough, but go ahead. I was watching, um, for a number of reasons, some of your previous programs and being touched by the uh, transparency in the conversations you were having with brothers. I think last week you had the brother uh, uh, who did the book Color Me Father.
Yep. And yep. before that, you had um, the brother, your fat brother, Omari. Um, Omari Harwin. Harwin. Yep. Oops. Yep. And I was watching those, try to put together something that I'm working on. And but what struck me, Roland, and I sent you a note saying mm-hmm. you need to begin to have these conversations with brothers and to make this something we do. You know, there are plenty of women's conversations. We don't look at men as a collective. We look at women as a collective of women's issues. And you know, I'm the last of living feminists, um, last living nationalist feminists. Um, so, but in any case, but we don't look at brothers as a collective, and we must because much of the damage that happens in our community happens because there is no transparency among men about what's going on with them. But th- th- that little clip, I had never sure. seen that before, but the brother came, he said he was gay, and oh, why do you have to say that? Because we know there's homophobia in our community. I ain't scared, of, I'm not scared of anybody's sexuality. In fact, let me just say that the, the black community is like the human community, it's not a monolith. We know that. So people say the black community is not a monolith. Please be quiet on that. Because you're not, you haven't said anything profound. Nope, not nope, at all. No, that's number one. Number two, stay out the barbershop, please. Just like when we what were growing up. No, nah, when we was growing up, you stayed out the beauty parlor. If I needed to get a message in the beauty parlor, I stood at the door. If my mom was getting her hair fixed, and I had to go run an errand. You, in other words, there, there, there used to be spaces you could and couldn't negotiate. Now, because we're not a monolith, I accept unisex hairstyle. And I've had my hair cut in them. But when I want to have that unvarnished conversation, Roland, when you, when you were talking, I, it was reminding me of that Richard Pryor joke. Richard Pryor said his daddy used to sit in the barbershop and wait for a Negro to make a mistake. <laughs> 1940, 1940, what? Then fight, and he said, get your car, I got the almanac at the house. The point is that anybody can get it in the barbershop or the beauty parlor. And I don't want to hear a conversation between women, gay, straight, LBGTQ, whoever, when they are having a conversation, when they're unpacking something, because there is a value to being in spaces where you can be unfettered. Now, Kevin Hart, for whatever reasons, jumped out there. Lil Nas X got to explain himself to the brothers. I'm not worried about your sexuality, but you got to explain yourself to me. And quite frankly, let's be clear, love to Kevin Love, but I ain't even in no barbershop with no white dudes sitting there because I'm going to have a conversation and you can't finally... No, this, is the last thing, this is the last thing I'll say. I knew Super Black would say I agree with you on that one. No, 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 I'm just saying. But go ahead, go no, ahead. No, no, I'm going to no, play Because no, I, know, I know we got to go, go man. I know, man. I know it's your show, but you don't go too far. I guess what I'm saying is this. When you have spaces that are sacred to our people, those spaces are off limits if you're not ready to have that conversation. If there are other places you want to go, fine. But you have the choice to be able to do that. And you had a freedom of choice. But as far as I'm concerned, at my age, if you don't want to hear that, stay out the barbershop. So, Cleo, the issue, again, I had here was that because it's a TV show and they're filming it and people are now getting mad at the response, no, the response was real because that's what real people say. Yeah. And I'm not going to get mad with somebody saying, well, why? Like, even you laugh when we played the clip when Kevin said it. Well, what's the problem? He like, you gay, okay? And it's like, <laughs> and, and look, and you saying you're the love and you were cracking up laughing, but the point here is they were having a conversation and that's the whole point. Have real conversations. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, I completely agree because it's true that we as a people are not having enough conversations, period. And somebody made it difficult for us to unify, to have dialogue some time ago, and we're now in the festering zone of not having had conversations and it's long time coming that needs to happen. I think another perspective needs to be considered here. Um, I saw this this, um, piece because your producer sent it to me. I I hadn't seen it, Mm -hmm. and I saw some of the comments. And Mm -hmm. this is what, what has not been said yet. Same gender-loving black people, including black men, 
go to barbershops to get their hair cut because they're black men. Right. They've got this kind of hair. Right. I hate going to the barbershop because mm. either I'm hearing about some Christian crap or mm. some sports or some what people call so-called homophobic conversations about faggots, et cetera. This oh, is what happens no, all the time at you the barbershop. You got to change your barbershop. Oh, well, I'm talking about, I'm not talking ahead, about my ahead. barbershop. I'm no, talking okay. about the phenomena no that people are thinking about when they watch this show. Yeah. There was, there was some moments of probably waiting to exhale, if you will, among same gender living people who watch this, because what we're not saying or considering is that that had never happened before. Mm. It's 2019. And what that, a conversation between black men where a same-gender-loving person talks about what they are um, in the uh, presence of other black I, I men. Be, I've been in those spaces, brother. I'm but I hear about, what you're saying. Yo, no, 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 he's saying that, that's on, that's on <laughs> air. I'm on, on, on air. air. Go ahead, I'm go ahead. About, please, go ahead. Thank, go you ahead. For, thank you for hearing Thanks, the context. Bro. No, you're right. I'm I talking about you. on air. Yeah. So people are listening with sensitivity. I disagree with the comments that I heard that were similar to what you raised in terms of people critiquing it, but I get it. Because for another problem that we have here is that the, the LGBT key community, which is a war community that fights everybody, that don't take no stuff, that starts fights, that always that invented the word homophobia, teaches black people how to deal with who they are in very defined and defensive ways instead of rational ways in terms of reflecting with other black people. Mm. And the black community, like I told you some time ago, has not had a macro conversation about same-gender loving people being part of the black experience. Mm. There's a been macro a macro, so a, a collective. What, what I mean is that there's been silos. Mm. There's been academic discussions. Mm -hmm. There's been discussions sponsored by white gays to get black people to, to, to speak their rhetoric. Mm -hmm. what, there, what kind of... The, I, I'm curious. But there has what not been... What kind of conversation are you talking about? A town hall at the NAACP meeting? A Tell me what you mean. I'm talking about black people getting together to rationally engage the fact that they're same-gender loving, bisexual, and what's called trans people in our community, and engaging that phenomena in ways that are, that are no longer, at least for that day, judgmental or abusive or creating the scar tissue or exacerbating the scar tissue that's there that has yet to be resolved because we have not had the conversation. Even on the continent, in, there's, in Uganda and Azania, Africans yeah. have had a conversation about this that was macro. It was on. It was televised, and there were local conversations. We have not done that in my lifetime, mm. but there have been silos. So there are people who are watching that phenomena who might be considered, if you will, too sensitive, and that might be true. Who are reacting because they didn't see it pan out the way they wanted it to pan out in terms of a conversation. Right. What you're saying, Roland, is that it was a real conversation, and it should be seen as a real conversation, and people should not be dogging it because it didn't turn out the way they wanted it to because people were doing something that we need to have that we're not doing. Because when you dog it, what you're now doing is you're telling somebody, oh, I ain't gonna say nothing because I know what happened last time, and my point is, oh, wow. mm. you, you can't... Okay. When somebody says, again, I go, I go back to, again, the brotherhood concept. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay, the brotherhood concept. Uh, I, re I remember being in a brotherhood where one brother let some stuff, he repeated some stuff that happened in the brotherhood. Oh. And he got his ass whooped. <laughs> and we didn't move. Mm. He got his ass whooped. And we let it go, then it was like, okay, we're, then we're done. Hmm. Now, why? Somebody probably is like, oh, that's violence. Keep your mouth closed. The point there was... No, 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 no. See, because, see, again, though, no. see, again, no, you when, just, when, when you yeah. take care of stuff yeah. in-house... Yeah. See, that was a reason why 
I, my college chapter never got infected by external forces because we didn't let it in the house. Hmm. We took, us, took care of business in the house. That's what a brotherhood does. The purpose of a brotherhood is I should be free to say whatever I want to say right. and it stays in the brotherhood. Right, right. but most brotherhoods... So the point I'm saying here on this conversation here, the reason I take offense to people who got mad is because we, because of television, we are observers of the conversation, but we ain't in the brotherhood. You, if, you, if you stop it, if you stop the conversation, you're never going to have a real conversation. Because right. right. everybody's too careful. Right. And that's why my deal is when we talk about race... We talk about sexism, misogyny. We talk about what you're talking about, same gender loving. You have to allow the space to create it Absolutely. for somebody to be so against, so bad. I don't care because if I shut you down from mm. the outset, mm. there will never be but a guess, real conversation. But guess what? Hold on, hold on. Cleo, hold on. Cleo, and then I'm uh, then I'm ending this in three minutes. Go. Okay, one of the critiques I saw was that Kevin Hart was being phony. Right. Because Kevin Hart was like, oh, he's gay. And what y'all talking about? When, I'm not saying what I agree with, I'm talking about how people, got it. I interpret behavior. They were like, wait a minute, he just got finished not getting a gig, and he has these attitudes that sound like somebody who's anti-homosexual. But the people Why also, these... but here's other piece, people also don't know, which I also don't know, when that was shot. Sure. So, sure. I, so I don't know if that conversation was shot before the Oscar controversy or after. Right. No, but go I, ahead. But, but, well, but, but, but wait a minute. I'm almost finished. Oh. Cleo, go ahead. No, no, Cleo, go ahead. When the con when the controversy happened is not really relevant. I got you. What he did that was so-called homophobic, and I, on another show, I'm going to tell you why I say so-called, because we don't have time today, happened before the Oscars. It happened a long time ago. I got you. And so that had been registered before then. But one thing I want to close with, so you can understand the difference between somebody who's, same, who's heterosexual who might be watching this, somebody who's same gender loving mm -hmm. who's watching this, in terms of how they're reacting to it or might be concerned about things beyond Kevin's phoniness, is that I, wherever I go, people assume I'm heterosexual. Hmm. So I'm in the barbershop, and, and we do the handshake, and I'm going to get my hair cut, and, and, and people will launch into the, the, the Jesus Christ, N-word field, <laughs> LeBron did a good hook shot, faggot conversation. And then I have to come out, but I'm not really coming out because I don't do believe in coming out. I come in to self-love. I come into self-knowing and everything else takes care of itself. I'm not concerned about what nobody thinks. I don't come out to nobody. You know, I, I don't care what you think, so I don't come out. Mm. But the point I'm making is, though, when I see black people being foul to black people, I intervene. What happens? And I have to intervene minute. a lot. How, how does that unfold when you do that? Oh, so we got time for this? Oh. Nope. No, we don't. But that's oh. a bit... But we're going to save that one. So hold on. <laughs> well, go ahead, Julian. Okay. You know... And literally, I got 120 seconds. <laughs> The issue for me in this is, is you, you're talking about authenticity and fakeness, but is a television program the place where you expect to see, really see authenticity? Yeah, hold on. When you're desperate. Yes. The, hold on. You're depending, desperate. depending on what the show is. Mm. I don't expect authenticity with them damn housewives show, which I never watch. Right. I don't watch reality television. Right. But what my, the philosophy that I have brought my entire career in media is that when I'm on radio and we're on TV, we ain't having fake conversations. No, we real, but that's... No, 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 no but that's my point. So my but... point is, the realness of the discussion is really predicated on the platform 
and the folks but involved. Is that the appropriate platform, Roland? I don't. First of, all, first of all, I don't watch the show every week. What I I have seen clips, and what I've seen is they've had some real, honest conversations yeah. on their show about some issues yeah. that are unsettling. There are people who got upset that LeBron and some other cats, I believe, have used the N-word on the show in the conversation. And their deal is, this is who we are, and this is our conversation. Uh, the only point I'm, I, I'm saying is, is that I need people to understand, you can't keep saying, man, keep it real. Right. And then get mad. When folks keep it real, that's right. I agree with that. That's that's I, that's that's the most fundamental I issue. Agree with that. And absolutely, we can't tackle tough subjects in any community, but especially in the black community, if you don't allow people who might disagree vehemently to be there. What I I don't mind conserv y'all black conservatives are scared to death to come on my show. <laughs> but here's the deal: I don't mind you being black conservative to come on my show. As long as you're not. I stupid. have one. No, no, no. I don't even use stupid. I have one rule. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I have a very simple rule. Don't lie. Oh, well. If you come... No, here's the deal. <laughs> I, every, if you come on this show and lie, I'm gonna light your ass up. I don't allow lying. Mm. I don't allow... And if you make a mistake, Greg just sure said something, sure and I corrected him. Sure did. The thing is... And I've but, done it in the past. And here's why I do that. Because a person who's watching, that's right. I don't want somebody to say something. They like, well, Roland didn't say nothing, so that's it must right. be true. That's right. So I tell, that's why I say. So I'm like, any black conservative, y'all are more than welcome to sit on this panel, <laughs> but don't come here and lie. Then it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> but we just gotta have these real conversations. All right, folks, back to our whole mark unfiltered video in just one moment. It's a great camera work. <laughs> so Gerald Albright was in Virginia. I shot that video last year, and so we got some other stuff we're going to be showing y'all. But that's Gerald Albright, one of the folks performing Life Luck Jazz Experience uh, in Cabo, November 7th through the 11th. I am going to be there, folks. We'll be broadcasting Roller Martin Unfiltered at Thursday and Friday. It's going to be a phenomenal opportunity, folks, listening for you to have top-notch music and uh, libations. as alcohol. Uh, and, of course, uh, <laughs> golf and spa and wellness. We have the Omnia Day Club, Los Cabos, nestled in the Sea of Cortez and Celebrity Playground of Los Cabos. It's a wonderful experience, the second annual Ultimate Jazz Getaway uh, for folks who appreciate that music. It's going to be a phenomenal time. Luxury accommodations. Again, as we said, great food, great drink, great drink, golf, spa, health, wellness, all kinds of stuff we'll be doing there. Uh, and of course, uh, the various things taking place include many concerts, the spirit of jazz, gospel brunch, jazz sunset cruise. Some of the confirmed guests, comedian actor Mark Curry, Gerald Albright, as I said, Alex Bunyang, Raul Madan, Incognito, Pieces of a Dream, Kirk Whalem, Average White Band, Donnie McClurkin, Shalea, Roy Ayers, Tom Brown, Ronnie Laws, Ernest Quarles, and more. If you want to see the whole lineup, go to lifeluxjazz.com, L-I-F-E-L-U-X-E, jazz.com, L-I-F-E-L-U-X-E, jazz.com. And if you're wondering, this venture, it is a black-owned venture, just so y'all know that. And so I'm one of the ambassadors. I'll be there. Uh, a pre-birthday -cel celebration for me. We're going to have a great time. So I want y'all to go to the website, check out the packages, and look, it's going to be cold in November on the East Coast. So y'all can come hang out in Cabo for four days so we can have a grand time. So 
Really looking forward uh, to making that happen. LifeLuxJazz.com. LifeLuxJazz.com. Now back to your Roland Martin Unfiltered video. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 